welcome. Welcome to the most terrifying, most spine-tingling, most fear-inducing piece of content of your lifetime. Throughout the next 45 minutes, your spirituality will be pushed to its absolute breaking point. You will piss yourself. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the very first official Halloween special of Wild. It's so good to be here. Look at me. I'm giddy with joy. It's so nice to see everybody. I hope everybody is having a fantastic end of October. We all know what that means. Supermarkets are putting pumpkins everywhere. People are dressing up like who knows what. And the streets are alive with the Nightmare Before Christmas theme song. Oh man, you got to see what it's like where I'm at. Honestly, you step outside and even though it's not Halloween yet, everybody is just dressing up, blaring Halloween music from their car stereo systems, throwing autumn leaves in the air, pumpkins litter the streets, and as soon as they start decaying, they get replaced. We've got beautiful decorations across the land. Wow, it's so festive. Oh wait, never mind, sorry. I live in Australia. Nobody gives a shit. However, this is the Halloween special. And I hope you're in for the most jam-packed, fun, exciting, and I seriously believe when I tell you this, the best episode of Wild that I've ever done. I cannot wait to share this all with you guys. So just to give you some context in regards to that last bit, I don't know what it is, right? But Halloween is just an American thing. Right, I grew up in South Africa, and I always wanted to celebrate Halloween. I always thought it'd be nice, it'd be fun, I can dress up, but I would have wanted to dress up as something stupid. You know, I would have been like 11 or 12 and I wanted to dress up like Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank. Like if that's not just, so stupid. And as I grew up, I moved here obviously, and nobody really celebrates Halloween here. It's just not an Australian thing, nobody gives a shit. Right, you go out to the typical Australian household and nobody would dare celebrate Halloween. I'm sure that there are some places, at least in Australia, that would do it, but it's all gotta be posh places, rich places, right? Housewives who don't work and then they're on a, a big communal WhatsApp group and they'll be texting and they'll go, we should totally do something for Halloween this year. While Carl has been watching Mr. Beast nonstop and I'm sure he'd absolutely love it. Should we just like do it in our street or something? And then somebody else will go, oh my gosh, Layla has been absolutely obsessed with Jojo Siwa. We should totally do it. Make a big thing out of it. That's where Halloween would be, would be celebrated here. The shops are full of shit. The shops have these cheap Chinese decorations of skeletons, right? And big fluffy spiders. But besides that... It's a wasteland, nobody cares. But still, the internet, the internet is universal. So to you, my beautiful followers, from wherever you're watching this, strap yourselves in, kiddos, because we're in for a wild ride.
if you'll pardon the pun. So firstly, let's kind of take stock. Let's see what we're working with here, right? Some things have changed. What can you tell? Sign is still there. I love that thing. Maybe if we turn around this ways. Now, let's, let me just say something. I don't think you can see what that says, right? It's because I'm filming this in the middle of the day. So this room is naturally still a little bit bright. <sighs> I might have to put in a fucking overshot of this thing. But if you can't see what it is, this is what it is. Oh, I love it. <clears throat> I got this shit from Timu. So we got two things here. Firstly, we've got the ghost uh, and the sign that says boo. And I just thought oh, that'll work so perfectly. Two reasons, right? During the spooky season, boo. And then any other time of the year that can stay up because if there's not a word that's as synonymous with the show as boo, I don't want to hear it. Then we've got this bad boy, right? So this is Garfield, but it's a very sick looking Garfield. Look how frayed and look how ugly he is. In terms of the photo that I saw versus what actually arrived, very different, but what am I gonna do? Kick out this little guy? Nobody would want him, would they? But it's so shitty quality. But that's just Timu. Uh, Timu has actually been pretty decent in terms of some, some stuff that I've bought. I'm pretty happy with that, not gonna lie. It's just really frustrating that you can't see it now. But as I said, it's just because of the fact that it's daytime. Okay, so now we know what's different. I have to give you guys an update, right? I actually filmed this entire episode already. And I just have to share this with somebody. Last night when I filmed it, this is why I'm shooting this in the day. Last night when I filmed it, I shot for 35 minutes. After I shot for 35 minutes, I paused, I took a break and I came back and I started shooting further. But for some reason I noticed that there was no audio. My microphone was plugged in. My MacBook had registered the microphone as being plugged in and it had recorded for 35 minutes, but it just hadn't recorded anything. My heart sank. So I thought, okay, it's all right, we're gonna do it again. I then shot once more, shot for about 25 minutes, and then I started doing a screen recording, right? Watching the thing, talking for another 10, 15 minutes, give or take, and then I come back, and my audio had just stopped recording due to a system overload at some point during the shooting process. So twice, and I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken, I was like, what's going on? Am I just not meant to get this today? And I then forgot about it. I thought, it's okay, we can make do. I'm gonna give it another crack. Third time, start from scratch and start shooting. I shoot for another 35 minutes, I get up. Audio is totally fine. I'm like, okay, cool, thank goodness. I've been watching this, I get up camera battery had died at some point throughout the filming process and I just didn't know. At that point, I just gave up and went to bed. I just could not believe the day that I'd had. Spooky, scary, skeleton day. But ho-hum, here we are. The first ever Halloween special. I'm excited to share it all with you. As I said, 
I've got a tremendous amount of stuff planned. What I am going to do is make sure that I'm still recording. Gets on your nerves, man. Gets on your fucking nerves. It really freaks you out after a while. Okay, so I have a bunch of things to talk about. Let's kind of go through the news-based items, right? Just to kind of get that out the way. Number one, as you can tell, I've got an Oliver Tree shirt. Look, I love the shirt. I absolutely did. I saw him live last week, Friday, at the Fortitude Music Hall, where he played to about 3,000 people, and he opened up. It was the very first show on his Alone in a Crowd tour. Amazing show. Absolutely amazing. Probably the best show I've ever seen, to be honest, and I'm not saying that to be funny. You wouldn't necessarily expect that from somebody like Oliver Tree, who is, by all means, like an internet guy, like a content creator, but he's a musician. He's a musician and his music is by no means groundbreaking, amazing, death-defying, but it's pretty good. And he's a real showman. He's the sort of creative individual who started getting some success, started making some money, and then reinvested every ounce, every single ounce of his profits back into his work. That's what he did with his first album, his second album, and his third. And he's now at that point where he has music videos that are really fantastic, very high budget that accompanies every single one of his songs or his singles really, right? And for a small artist like that, it gives you the perfect resources to just get humongous and just get huge. And he's now at that point where he can now tour the world and he can kind of rest on his laurels a little bit. And he's gonna do it, he's now playing Australia for the next couple of weeks or the next week or so then he's going off to Europe I think by the time this airs he'll probably be in Europe and then he takes a break around about December time and he finishes off the rest of his tour in the States until February and then that's it he would have had his biggest world tour to date and he seems like a really nice guy too I just think he's really talented I love him so I had to get this I'm a sucker when it comes to merch I remember one of my first concerts that I ever went to was Jeff Dunham, you know, the, the puppet guy with Ahmed the Dead Terrorist. Ugh, I don't even like saying that, it's so cringy. I went to his show when he was performing in South Africa and I wanted one of his little dolls so bad, which is obviously just, you know, his marketing team who's like, you know, we can charge over the odds for these things. And my mom was like, no, you're not, you're not going to do it. It's got to be too expensive. And still to this day, I wish I did because it captures the experience. It helps you out. So... Very good concert. We can scratch that off the list in terms of most recent things that have happened. Let's talk about this. Now, I've had to talk about this three times now, so I'm not going to go too in-depth. This is going to be the last time that this is ever discussed on my platform. You might be sick of hearing about it, but Logan Paul and Dylan Danis' fight happened last week, Sunday. Now, I didn't pay for it. Thank goodness I didn't pay for it. Could you imagine paying 65 bucks or whatever it was to see those two jackasses fight? And then KSI and Tommy Fury. Ugh. It's so ridiculous. I'm never going to get sucked into these things again. I promise you. It's just way too much. And it's so over the top and stupid as if these guys are actually real fighters that deserve to be respected. But the fight happened. After months of trolling, harassment, pretty funny shit most of the time. 
Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis faced off. If you'd remember, Dylan Dennis was harassing Logan Paul's fiance online, posting all these photos and stuff like that, which I don't agree with. I think it's, I don't think it's a good thing to do, right? Like she didn't really need to get involved. But Logan is just such an unlikable human being. Nobody likes Logan Paul. I don't understand how can how there can be anybody out there who still likes Logan Paul. The dude's a scumbag, right? If you think about all the sort of stuff that he's done. The body, the scamming. Twice he scammed his audience, right? With Dink Doink, that stupid cryptocurrency thing, him and his brother rug pulled, millions. And then CryptoZoo, right? So people just want Logan Paul to fail. You know, because if you think about it, the guy's got everything in life. He's young, he's handsome, he's built, he's rich. He's just got absolutely everything that a young man would be looking for. Anyhow. So the fight happened. Okay, basically what happened is it finished off with Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis boxing, shitty fight. Logan Paul, as soon as it started, I realized Logan was gonna win. Dylan Dennis is a jujitsu guy and he barely connected, okay? And I'm using these boxing terms, even though I know I don't know boxing, so please just bear with me. This is stuff that I've read on Twitter, so I feel like I'm inclined to talk about it. Logan, straight out the gate, he's bigger than him. He was making way more punches. Dylan was hiding like this, like a big baby. And the whole fight was kind of boring, okay? Right at the end, 10 seconds left on the clock, Dylan Dennis goes to Logan. Logan tries to punch him. Dylan tries to put Logan in a headlock. A headlock on a boxing stage, man. What do you think's gonna happen? And then Logan's security kind of jumped in and it all just evolved from there. So it all sort of ended with the general public saying this. These guys don't know what they're doing. This was an embarrassment to the sport. Logan finished off and he kind of just said that he regretted doing the whole thing because his wife got, or his fiance got pulled into this negative thing with Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis is now back to relevancy. You know, genuinely genu genu speaking. Nobody really knew who he was up until this. And he's obviously trying to hold on to it. He, he challenged Logan to a UFC match or an MMA match and Logan just said, nah, he's not doing it. Which I think is probably the best thing to do. But now Dylan, uh, you know, he doesn't have that much money coming in after this. You know, obviously made a little bit. Anyway, I do not want to talk about that anymore. Ridiculous. Just the beginning of so much negativity. Anyways, let's see what else we got on the agenda. Israel versus Hamas. Man, talking about heavy stuff, huh? Spooky shit. I'm obviously not going to get into the politics of this because I think this is a very, hair, very hairy thing. It's a very heavy thing that's currently going on in the world. But how nuts, huh? In our lifetime, the biggest major break in the Gaza Strip. Hostages, all sorts of scary stuff. I've actually seen some of the footage. Some of the footage that, as an example, Hamas was wearing on a, Go, like on a GoPro on their chest and shit when they were invading these homes and you see dead dogs, corpses, blood everywhere. Oh, 
to see that first person perspective of it is without a doubt the stuff of nightmares. Oh, we're a cruel species, huh? We're a very cruel species. Anyway, I'm going to drop that there because I really don't want this to be a political episode at all. And it's a very sticky situation. Super, super sticky. Both sides have these points, right? And you've got some in-betweeners. You've got somebody on this side and somebody on that side. Miss me with all of that fucking stuff. So let's get into the spooky side of this beautiful, lovely episode. I went to go watch Exorcist Believer yesterday or Friday, two days ago, and it was pretty okay. I haven't seen the original Exorcist. Don't know why. I guess those sort of older movies are just not as 100% and as exciting as, you know, the newer stuff. But even, like, new horror movies are really boring and pretty stale. I think, like, the early 2000s is where horror movies kind of peaked. You've got diehard fans when it comes to that older stuff, but it just doesn't hit as hard, you know? I remember I was a big fan of the 2003 Texas Chainsaw movie, the one with Jessica Bill, and I just thought it was the scariest thing right? The idea that this movie was based on a true story. And I went down this deep rabbit hole as a kid, you know, looking at, looking at Wikipedia articles and looking at different, different sources of this. So I thought that it was the actual guy, right? That big, scary leather face man. I thought he was real, but it's not, okay? Based on a true story and inspired by a true story, two different things. But I thought that that guy existed, and at the end of the of the movie in 2003, it has this shot of Leatherface, right? That's supposed to look like home video footage that these police officers accidentally filmed while trying to find him. And then it finishes off with, this is the last known image of Leatherface. He is believed to still be alive, whatever it is. Now tell me that's not going to scare the shit out of you as a kid, right? So I thought that was him. I thought he, still, he was still alive. He still lives. Turns out it's not. The real story when it came to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a guy called Ed Gain, who was still by all means a freakazoid. As far as I can remember, he used to cut off people's faces, but it was all like individuals that, we, that, that he kidnapped or drugged and things like that. You know, he wasn't like this big, scary dude. Still a freak. I might do a, a, a portion on him next week. What do you think? That'd be kind of fun. So... Those older movies just aren't that good. I was a fan of that, and then I started realizing that there were older Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, and I tried to watch the first one, and the guy doesn't look scary. He just looks like like my dad in a spooky mask, you know, made of ham, old dried up ham with a plastic chainsaw that you get from Kmart. I watched it, and I was like, bro, this scared people? But hell yeah, the scared people. Talk about Psycho. I watched that scene in Psycho, the <laughs> the bathtub scene with the knife. And that actually terrified people back then. It just goes to show how desensitized we are nowadays with these sort of things, right? So I never saw the first Exorcist. I went into this one thinking, oh, this is going to be amazing, right? This is like the rejuvenation of what is considered to be one of the best horror films of all time. And to be honest, it was okay. The first half was pretty good. I mean, there's no spoiler alert. Who cares? The first half was pretty good. These two girls disappear. 
and they come back three days later and they're super disorientated and they just found in a barn and they go, we don't know what happened. Turns out they become possessed. Now, that was pretty good because it sort of alluded to this idea that it was going to be explained how they got possessed, what that possession looks like. You know, I'm always super intrigued as to what would a possession look like? What do you see and hear when you're possessed? Because people do get possessed, right? What sort of visions do you have? But that it didn't really go into that too much. The first half was just setting it up and I thought it was going to pay off in the second half. But the second half was pretty much just the actual exorcism, which makes sense, right? But I didn't find it scary. I really didn't. It's just, you know, two girls in really well done makeup and obviously overdubbed male voices. It's like, that's not going to spook me. That's not going to freak me out that much, is it? So the visuals were really good. But besides that, mamma mia, not for me, huh? But that got me thinking, do you know what would be good for the show? What if we did, what if we watched an exorcism? Exorcisms are really hard to document, I found out. There's very few places or very few organizations in the world that are allowed to do exorcisms, okay? And most of those places refuse to have any of that filmed because it's secret. It could impede with the actual exorcism. So I don't know if exorcisms really do, you know, what it looks like. Sorry, I don't want to go with that. I don't know what it looks like, but I thought, let's see if we can see something. So you're going to go on a journey with me now. Now I've had a bit of a peek and to be honest, it's kind of hard to see what's worth watching and what's not, but let's see what we got. Exorcism, real is probably what I should be typing in. Are we gonna find anything? I don't know, we got videos like this. Look at this guy, my brother's position. Just a dude on a couch. Having a nightmare. Listen to the music in the background. Isn't that a Pixar intro? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, listen, I, I don't know if that's real, but I mean, that kind of spooked me, except apart from the Disney intro. I mean, that's like what happens before in Toy Story. I've heard of this, the Annalise Mikkel story. Should we kind of go into this one? I don't know. No, I came here for a specific reason. Let's see what this is all about. The Exorcist tapes. I don't want to watch a 40 minute video. Or four. Let's see what this is. I've watched a bit of this. I've watched a little bit of this. Annalise Michelle. 
let's get kind of spooky. Annalise Michel is one of the first individuals that was recognized by the church as having died from demonic possession. She stopped eating completely. A lot of people say, or more recently, people have come forward and say that she had psychiatric problems and she wasn't necessarily possessed. So this is how she would spend her days. Sat on a bed, quiet, screaming in some disjointed voice. It's pretty much just the same thing until something happens at the end, I believe. This was kind of spooky when I watched it. That's where it ends. I mean, to be honest, that's pretty nuts, right? You know? But come on, I want to see a real exorcism caught on tape. I mean, what do you do if you're possessed? I mean, at least you get to stay at home every day. You know, you, you don't really need to go to work. That's probably like the last thing that you can be thinking about. Oh, I've heard of this. These are the voices. All right, get this. Here are the voices that was recorded. So that's her, that's what she sounded like. Right. Okay, thank you. Her first demon, so she had six demons that possessed her. Is she German? I think she was German. Hitler. <laughs> Hit the first one. Second one. Cain. Cain and Abel. I believe he's the guy that killed his brother in the Bible. Then got Nero. I don't know. Fleischmann. <laughs> Fleischmann. All right, well, you kind of get the idea, right? Now, I'm going to take a stab in the dark, and this is going to be my interpretation of this. She came from a very conservative and religious-driven household. And I think that what could have possibly happened there is she did have psychiatric problems, and she was terrified about being possessed, became obsessed with the idea of that potentially happening to her one day. 
and just went really deep into it. Is that accurate? Who knows? Who knows? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I can finally show you what I wanted to show you. Okay, thank the good Lord above. So we couldn't really find too much when it came to real exorcisms caught on camera, which is a shame, right? Because you would think to yourself that these things would happen all the time and there would be some footage of it unless it's being suppressed. Okay, but what we saw there was from like the 1920s. I mean, that's not really going to convince anybody. That's not that spooky, is it? Anyway, I finally am able to show you. Okay, and I realized I said I wasn't going to talk about it again, but let's just finish this shit off. I can show you the portion of the Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul fight that I wanted to show you. Okay. So we're going to start it from here. Look at the two of them going at each other. Boom. Dylan tries to suck his dick. Second round. Let's go. Security tries to intervene. Did that guy's shirt say fatty? Damn, he's big, this guy, huh? He's got to be on something. He's got, like, boobs and stuff. Your body's disgusting. Anyway. So it gets to the end of the sixth round, all right? We've got 20 seconds left. Right now, everybody's thinking Paul's won, you know? Dennis ain't done shit. And I think Dylan knows it as well. Here we go. Here goes Dylan, dude. Look at this headlock. Here he comes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Tries to put him in a headlock. Logan punches him in the face. And security just storms the stage. Look at this. Now Dylan starts trying to punch security. Come on, dude. You know? There's Jake. Hi, Jake. Jake Paul in the middle. Ah, it's so foul. It's like, come on, dude. Anyways, I really just had to finish that off. Okay. I've got one last thing for the first part of this Halloween special. Just so you know how this is going to work. Part two is coming next week. Just wanted to break it up a bit. Okay. Now I realize that the tempo of this episode has been all over the place, all things considered, you know? We went from showing exorcist voices of Hitler to the Logan and Dylan Dennis fight. So I wanna bring it back. I want us to take a step into the right direction and get ready for Spookyville that's happening in a couple of days. I've gone down a very spooky avenue to find the top 10 most haunted places in the world. Have you ever seen that South Park thing where Eric Cartman buys pubes from Scott Tenement for like 15 bucks? 
And then Eric tries to use the pubes as currency. And they all go and watch a movie. And he goes, Wendy's. And the guy goes, that'll be $12. And Eric goes, how much is that in pubes? And the guy goes, we don't take pubes. I love that. Always makes me smile. Okay. Now we're going to get a little bit somber here. We're going to get a little bit nervous energy. But don't worry. I'll keep you safe. The top 10 most haunted places in the world. Number one, Moundsville Penitentiary. During its more than 100 years in operation, the Moundsville Penitentiary in West Virginia was one of America's most violent correctional facilities and the final stop for almost a thousand criminals. The prisoners lived in cramped quarters, which led to riots. Many men were hanged or killed in the electric chair, while others were murdered by other prisoners. The prison closed in 1995, but according to some, the tortured spirits are still behind bars and in the bowels of the prison and may be seen or heard on a tour. Whoo, I once did tour a prison. This was just the most boring thing. I so badly wanted to go on a ghost tour when I came to Australia. I just thought, man, it's like a first world country. They'll have first world ghosts. And I arrived and there's a Brisbane jail a jail that you can go to and I think about that that's terrifying right it's an abandoned it's not abandoned it's a historic site now okay and they do guided ghost tours so <laughs> so stupid we go in and it's obviously pitch black there's some lights everywhere you can see into some of the rooms and I've always been so scared of looking into a window and seeing a white lighty face staring back at me with like black eyes i've always thought oh that would scare the living hell out of me and we tour this jail for about two and a half hours and it was the most boring thing it's just anecdotal it was just stories that this guy was telling us about you know the supposed ghosts that haunt these quarters so then Somebody asks him, we're in this big circle. This is not a word of a lie. Somebody asks him, they go, what's been the scariest thing that has happened during one of these tours? Thinking that he'll say something along the lines of, well, 18 months ago in this very room, I was telling the story of great John the Beheaded. When somebody screamed, we looked up to the third floor window and there he was staring down at us everybody saw it we haven't seen it since but i saw it with my own eyes that's what i was expecting right something like that do you know what this fucking dude tells us he goes we were all in the food hall or something and everybody got super nervous and this energy changed. And then this girl screamed because she felt something had brushed up against her legs. Everybody scrambled. And then they saw a cat running around trying to escape. That's where he finished it. That a stray cat got in. 
So I don't think any of those stuff. Oh. Honestly, you'd have to go to like a mental institution or something, or like a place that did Satan worshiping. That would be spooky. Maybe I'll do that for next week's thing. I wouldn't know where to go. Otherwise, I would go. But yeah, maybe I'll just try and find some information about one of those. Anyways, here is the next most haunted place in the world. Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Once known as the Western State Hospital, this asylum was home to thousands of people with mental illness starting in 1864. Hundreds of people died here before the facility closed in 1994. The spirits that are said to haunt the site today date back to the Civil War era, when the asylum's grounds served as a military post. Paranormal tours of the facility feature two-hour visits to the asylum's four main hotspots. The more intense ghost hunt is an eight-hour overnight paranormal adventure with experienced ghost hunting guides. Ghosts who haunt these walls are said to suffer from cock rot. <laughs> I just made that up. Dude, I've never seen anything like that that's actually caught anything. Right? I used to watch Ghost Hunters when I was a kid. And I loved that shit. I thought it was so good. And it would always be the same thing. They would capture a photo. And in the photo, you'd see nothing. And then they'd go, Oh, but we've enhanced it. And this is what we found. And then they put the brightness up. And then there's a figure there. And it's like, oh, dude, come on. This is not real. Listen, this is kind of boring. I'm going to read one or two more, and then I'm going to try something else. Velisca Axe Murder House. On June 10th, 1912, the old white farmhouse of 508 E 2nd Street became a grisly crime scene. The heinous murder of Hosiah B. Moore, his wife, their four children, and two young girls who were overnight guests, rocked the small town of Alaska, Indiana. And the murderer was never identified. Over the years, residents of the home reported visions of a man with an axe, children crying, and unexplained paranormal activity. In 1994, the home was restored to its original condition with no indoor plumbing or electricity. These touches add to the chilling ambiance during a lamplight tour from April through November an overnight experience available by reservation for groups boring honestly this is such a blunt bunch of dog shit why is there like no proof of these things how cool would it be okay what i'm gonna do we're gonna try one more thing to get the spooky atmosphere going what about top ghost hunter moments or what is it? Not moments. Ghost hunt. Ghost sightings. Moments. Is it ghost hunters? Oh, there's so many of those stupid shows anyways. Top 10 actually scary moments from whatever it is. Here we go. Oh, bro, this is 21 minutes. Best captured paranormal evidence. Craziest pieces of evidence. Taps as most terrifying ghostly encounters. That's live. Story, story night. Paint your palette blue and gray. Honestly, man, YouTube's not what it used to be. 
this is all just like TV shows, pieces of evidence. Okay, I tell you what, let's just click on one. Let's just pick one. Okay, we're going to see how far this gets us, yeah? We're going to see if this is going to be worth anything. Okay, I'm going to click on this one. Best captured. No, this is boring. Top 10 ghost. I think it was tap. Taps. Top 10 taps uh, ghost sightings. Top picks for investigators. Ugh, bro. This shit's stupid. Okay. Most terrifying moments from ghost adventures. You know what? Let's just I give this a, a crack. I choose wicks for me business. Ooh, this is 40 minutes. This place. These things right here. These tombs. This guy. And they're telling us that this place. Why is he dressed like he's in a... Like he, he's in Breaking Benjamin. Do you remember when that hairstyle was cool, bro? Little thing at the front. Wet look. Bro, if you've got a wet look hairstyle in 2023, you're obviously a serial killer. Uh, let's skip forward. Here we go, the most replayed. What could this be? Dolls. Oh, please do something. Okay, the guy's just stood about. Do you possess these clowns? Can I hear you laugh? Let's hear you laugh. What? Oh man, what what was it? They'll probably they'll replay it. Once they get something like this, they replay it a thousand the times. The life-size clown doll's left hand just moved off of its lap. I try to debunk that this was caused simply by my footsteps, but right here you can see me standing absolutely still while this doll's hand moves. Whether this was told you they're gonna replay it, dude. Or this possessed doll, I don't care. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, okay. Was that good? Ugh, it was fine. Whatever. Goes to fucking lamb anyway. Alrighty, everybody. Thank you for joining me on part one of the very first Halloween special of Wild. This has been very difficult to try and pull together. Not gonna lie. But we've still got a ton of stuff planned. So I want you to thank you for your time today. I want you to leave in peace. Go to church. Get your life right. Because the next episode is gonna be scarier than hell itself. Bye!